What up? Yo. What hello, up? hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Hey, good morning, Kyle. Uh, hey, hello. What the <laughs> fuck? You sound like your son when he did that dinosaur shit on the on your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was fucking Super so cute. Super nasally. Yeah, all little little kid voice. That was so cute. Those little Aww, were fun. Yeah, thanks. It was super cool. That's what I did. I t- when we were talking about tattoos a long time ago, did I ever tell you like what would be the the aw- the most awesome tattoo to represent my oldest son? Mm, maybe, but I don't. It remember. would be a fucking T Rex driving a monster truck, and at the time he would have been holding a Captain America shield. That's pretty fucking dope, honestly. Yeah. That'd be a pretty cool tattoo. Like, like when someone would see that, they'd be like, okay, I know there's some <laughs> serious fucking story right there. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. More people should get tattoos like that. Like, like just think about, like, what some, it doesn't have to be, like, uh, like a fucking, you know, some tribal shit out of a book right. or whatever. It's just like, like, what's the most meaningful thing in your life right fucking now? A T-Rex fucking, driving T-Rex a fucking monster truck. Holding Captain America's shield. Captain America's shield. Fuck yeah. Boom. Yeah. Anyways. Hey, Ike. You have to put a little R registered trademark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Captain America. No, I don't think that I don't think that applies to tattoos. I can't imagine so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Connor and I had this idea. Um do you remember the Cash Me Outside girl? Yeah. How about that? How about that, yeah. So um <laughs> Connor and I were were sitting and he was getting ready to go to the go to the lake with his buddies and I'm like, cash me on the water. And he goes, Well that's kinda cool. And I'm like, Yeah. You could have like a T shirt with a big boat on it that says, Cash me on the water. And on the back it says, How about that? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you could do that with anything. It's yeah. Like, you know, cash me at the club. How about that? You know, cash me at the whatever. And it's like, oh, we could do like a whole fucking line of shit. And he's like, oh that stuff's totally copyrighted. And I'm like, I don't think you can like copyright cash me. Like yeah, if maybe like if it's "cash me outside," like her phrase. Maybe. So you can copyright anything. So when I was living in Appleton, I had this grand idea for like essentially an online business. Um, so our my biggest problem and the sport industry's biggest problem was finding officials like referees. So I'm like, oh, well, what if I just like fucking uh, create a listing of all the people in the area who are certified or whatever or who do without certification. They referee or they umpire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they can just list themselves basically as a personal listing on this website. I'm like, Boom. Great idea. I'm a genius. And uh, so I called it referee directory. Nice. Yeah. Well, about a month later, I got a cease and desist noticed from referee magazine because the the word referee was copyright the word oh, referee well. it's like basically if what is that the even? word yep. referee yep that's bullshit that's what i said too like like you what if you like walk around referee referee you get fucking you got well, those like it's literally what they're called they're called the referees yeah, it's a like, title yeah exactly but nope it's a trade job title Trademark, it's trademarked or copyright, copyright or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even know the difference. So I don't know why I was like showing such <laughs> exasperation. Trademarked, that's some serious shit. Different than copyright. I don't know how. I think trademark is like an image. Hmm. 
I maybe not. I don't know. Anyways, like a, like a, I couldn't use it. Is my point? Yeah, you should have just changed it to like Ref Direct. I did. They actually paid me. Who paid you? Referee Magazine. They paid you? It was uh, no. It was. I went down to Milwaukee because that's where they're based. Uh-huh. Fucking met with their CEO. Okay. Yeah, I know. It was really intimidating, actually, because it was like a million-dollar company. It was just me and my fucking spare bedroom on a computer before. Um, but, no, he was basically like I gave them the domain and agreed to it, and then they paid me like a couple hundred bucks to change you, it. You sold a company? Essentially. Holy <laughs> shit. You're like a fucking dot-com CEO. <laughs> For Holy $350. Shit. Hey, man, that's some fucking shit right there. Yeah. You got, so then it all changed cred. to IREF Sports. Okay. That was the, that's all I had to do is change it over that. And then what? Is it still existing? No. What happened to it? I got tired of it and stopped paying to host the website. Was it like effective? Not really. Oh. I don't think I ever gave it the chance. Okay. Because it was only up for like nine months to a year. Huh. So you could have had like a million dollar idea. That's what you're saying, basically. Could have, maybe. Could've, but, Didn't but follow just, through. You just fucking you made, a quick up, <laughs> made a quick 350. Made a quick, made a, oh yeah, got my 350 ads out there. About tree fitty. I need about tree fitty. <laughs> you ever seen that South Park episode? Fuck yeah, I've seen that South Park Love episode. It. Yeah, Goddamn Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you tell him? About tree fitty? No, that, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I sold a business. <laughs> you did, man. <laughs> Fucking dot-com CEO. It's awesome. Proud of you. Now I, no I do idea. this. Now I, I didn't know I was in the fucking presence of royalty over here. Yeah, I gave up on the dream too quick. <laughs> there's a there's a dude in Baraboo who's uh, opened up a car museum over on Lake Street, not far from me. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, You know that building that was getting all the work and shit? Lately, have you been down there? No, I haven't been down there. Okay, so um, they had some landscaping done by another company, which is all right. It's fine. I was busy. That's not okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, they had another company do some landscaping um, around the front, and then all these fucking cars and trucks are going inside this building, and they refinished all the floors, and they put up all the stuff. Um, it was one of Deppie's old buildings. Okay. Anyway, super busy, 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 busy. And so uh, Connor and I and Nick were driving – out to uh, this job site later morning, and uh, there's a car hauler on the side of the road, and I'm, we're pulling up. I'm like, "Is that a fucking Lambo?" And, and Connor's like, "That's definitely a Lambo." We pull up alongside this car, and I'm looking, and there's a like a burnt orange Lamborghini. There's like two Rolls Royces. There's like a Bentley. There's a black Ferrari, like the one that Magnum PI drove. Jeez, and it's like. Holy fuck. Like there's a million dollars sitting on this right. thing. Easy. And uh um this dude walks up, he's like, Pretty nice cars, huh? I'm like, Yeah, them are super nice cars. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, Oh, the guy that owns this place, he sold a company, he makes all kinds of money, and you know, and he's already made all kinds of money, he says, and he thought, I'm just gonna, you know Display my cars. Yeah, well he wanted to like start a car museum, mm. you know, and uh he's got we got like I think he said sixty two cars. And most of them are like one of one, one of four, one of five. And uh, he's like, you see the Camaro up there? And it was this super fucking hopped up Camaro. It was like a drag car. And he goes, 
It's only got three miles on it, and it's only one of its kind. Like, that's pretty cool. And he says, and he showed me, like, there's this big fire truck in the fucking, mm-hmm. like, 1930s fire truck that's fully restored. I'm like, like when's it going to open? So I guess, like, in two, three to four months, not two, three, three to four months, he said that uh, this car museum is going to open. Wow. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, why did he pick Baraboo? But I think well, he's yeah. from here. I think he must be from here. So he sold a company called Triangle Tool and Die Corp out of Milwaukee. Okay. Um, and I guess he sold it for millions. Oh, apparently. About tree fitting. About tree fitting. That's Is he like the, did he own all the cars or did he like procure them? Like I think he, it sounds to me like after he sold his company. He, he just started buying cars. Maybe he like had some before. I don't know. But my, my feeling was, is that probably once he sold the company, he started like, he wanted something to do. Sure. So it's know? a museum of his personal collection. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. Um, so that sounds, I mean, I'm excited. Still to sounds see cool. We'll yeah. go through it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a, yeah, this is a car museum. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I think I'm going to be going to the, the Henry Ford Museum. Oh, which, yeah, when you're in Detroit. Yeah. I guess like uh, uh, they've got one model of every single Ford that's ever been made mm. in there. And then uh, my brother's wife was telling me, she's like, oh, yeah, and they got the car that Kennedy was shot in. I'm like. Okay, it's a little still blood stains. a little morbid. Like, I don't know that. Well, I mean, like, I've heard it's, maybe it's because it was Kennedy. Like, like there's a there's a car in um, does I think it's Deadwood that like they say that the Bonnie and Clyde mm. were were gunned down in, and all the bullet holes and shit. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. It's like these gangsters and all this shit. But if it's like a president. And it's like it's so it was so public and like yeah. the videos of it and shit. I'm like, I don't know, like, is it weird to like want to go see the car Kennedy was killed in? I don't want to. I'm just I think it's yeah, just Yeah, we're we're fucked up people. We like to look at weird things. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I want to go to the Corvette Museum. Where's that? I wanna say it's in like Alabama. I'll have to relook, but it, it's similar. I mean, it's the Corvette Museum. They literally have one of every Corvette. And you can, um, I believe if you buy, like, a new one, you're able to go pick it up there. Like, it's right off the assembly line. Oh. So, the the it's... Uh, um, Kentucky. So, that's where they build them? It's in the same town as the they museum? They must, yeah. That's kind of cool. Going to go get one of those mid-engines? Or maybe I saw that. Maybe I'm thinking of two different things. Maybe I'm thinking you can pick it up at the plant, and they also have different Corvettes there, mm. as well as the museum. I don't know. You ever seen those uh uh like race car driving experience things? No. Where you can you can go to like uh um these speedways and you can rent like a super mm. fucking yeah. jacked oh, up yeah, car yeah. and you can yeah. drive it. Um I I've always wanted to do that, but I've, like the thought of it kind of freaks me out too. Cuz like just I've seen some people like I've been I don't I was at an auto museum somewhere in Alabama, I think. And uh um in the you're in the museum, and you go to the top floor, and the fucking track goes around the museum. Mm. And uh, um, and it was like a Porsche driving school kind of thing. And if you spent like $500, you could go and drive this Porsche 120 miles an hour around this track or some shit. And it's like, I don't know, like hop in a fucking some $100,000 car and just like, here you go. It's like, mm. 
I have better, yeah. I have pretty good insurance for that shit. Better. I would do it, but it would just be, I think I would be kind of nervous. About if I had it. all that kind of money, like if I had just ridiculous amounts of cash, I would go to like a driving school, I think. That'd be fun. It would be fun. Yeah. Um, like a rally driving school? Like what kind of driving school? No, like um, I like to do something that's more like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Practical. Like how to like fucking do a 180 and shove it into reverse while not losing any speed kind of thing. You know what I mean? That sounds super practical. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something out of a no, John no, no, Wick like, movie. Like something you can do like if you had a, just a car. Oh, like something you could do with a regular car. Yeah. Gotcha. Like fucking, yeah. When you're running away from guys on motorcycles with Uzis. You can yeah, exactly. Flip a 180, put it in reverse. Do Stick 16. my hand out the window yeah. with my Uzi. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mow them fucking down. Swerve at them so they hit a wall. Yeah. They explode. Like yeah. aggressive, but like aggressive driving. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, ev- evasive driving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what I mean, evasive. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. I think that'd be cool. It would be cool. That's like... Uh, um. Some like uh, uh like high speed fucking cone work, yeah, special ops kind of shit. Like if you got to, like if you're a secret service agent, you got to have mm-hmm. that kind of training. Exactly, you gotta, bro. You got to get the president out now. Exactly. Got to get him out of here. POTUS is on the move. Kyle's driving. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your moment, right? Like you just go to every presidential rally just in case they need you. <laughs> just knock on the door, like you need me to drive. <laughs> it's like, bro, I got this. I'm certified. I went to this school. Secret Service is like, yeah, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> Persistency might give me a job. That would be so awesome. You beat like that. You remember that fucking dude? They got those bombings pinned on him, and and uh, um, what the fuck? He was like, there was a documentary about it. This guy, he wanted to be a police officer so fucking bad, and he was like a little slow, but he was like the nicest fucking guy, big dude. Just a little slow, um, and like uh, he ended, he worked like a security job, but he took everything so fucking serious, and he knew all the laws and all the rules mm-hmm. and everything, and but he was just like yeah, so he but he was like uh, um, like I said he's a little slow, and so he was always geeked out about it, so he would want to go like talk to people that are really doing it, and they'd be yeah. like bro, just you need to leave us alone, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So he got this job, and it was like at, at the Olympics or some. Something I don't know. I remember what it was. Anyway, um, he uh, uh, it got bombed, and it, it was a true story. And um, uh, they couldn't figure out who did it, and so they needed someone as a scapegoat. So they pinned it on this guy, and like he had like had web histories of like how to make a bomb and shit. Mm-hmm. But it was he was looking it up like on how to defuse a bomb, right? And uh, um. So these fucking prosecutors and everybody attacked him, right? And, that, like, a lot of people died. And um, and so he finally, uh, like, he, they ran him into his, basically, he had to live with his mom. There was death threats every fucking day. They threatened to kill his mom. They, like, smashed out their windows, spray-painted their house, all the shit. And, and, like, everybody's like, you just need to admit that you did it. And he's like, I didn't do this, you know? And he fought and fought and fought and fought and fought. And finally... There was like a, a video of him helping people get away, while while um, like uh, in a different place from where the bomb was, and um, so he had proof. And the lawyers that had blamed him, they wouldn't back down, and so then he ended up suing 
all the lawyers and everybody that fucking framed him for doing this and he got millions of dollars but it was like he's like it's not about that he's just like i just want my life back Mm -hmm. you know all i ever wanted was to be a cop like that's it my fucking his whole life his dream was this one fucking thing just because he was a little slow they used him as a scapegoat well now he's a cop or he was anyway after he got his whatever badge and shit Hmm. it's super good movie but it was like it was uh uh just like somebody like you that has a dream that's not. I just want to take a Mini Cooper and drive it aggre- uh, very evasively through the streets of England. <laughs> pre- all of, through the streets of all of England. <laughs> and pretend I'm Matt Damon. Oh. <laughs> what is that? Bourne? Jason Bourne? I love the Bourne movies. But no, I'm thinking, is it like Bank Job or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that one. They have a bunch of Mini Coopers. I don't know. You like, do you like the, the Mini Cooper? No, I th- that was oh, just that was a just, joke. It was just from the from the movie. Yeah, I could be Jason Statham. What does he drive? He drives an Audi, in the transporter. Man, get on your shit, bro. I, I've seen a lot of movies, but I don't, I don't like. I don't remember the cars. It's half the car point. Is it? Not, is it? Although I don't it? know any of the cars in Fast and the Furious, so it doesn't matter. One's a Honda Civic. <laughs> not yeah yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. all, that's all I got. Boom. Um, there's a uh, there's that that movie, The Man from Toronto. Have you seen that? I did. It was fucking fun. That was a great movie. It was movie. a fun movie, man. I liked that his car was named Deborah. Yeah. And and it was a hot fucking car. Tell that's I won't spoil it. Yeah. I thought it was kind of dumb though. At the at the end, like he's all pissed, right? Yeah. You know, because he didn't get his money. You know, and then his and his car's like. You know, he's got, like, stuff that he's got to figure out with his car. And it's like, but there's that one scene where he pulls out the freezer. He's got, like, a millions of dollars in his freezer. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Well, he's saving up for the restaurant. It was a fun movie. There was definitely loopholes. I mean, yeah. the, the whole thing wasn't, like, yeah. completely rounded. Kevin Hart, he, that's like him, though. That's yeah. 100% his role. Like, it's like... That like ad libbing fucking crazy yeah. talk shit like like he does that so well yeah yeah so it's it was a good movie I liked it a lot yeah it was a fun movie yeah for I sure. like Woody Harrelson I like yep. Kevin Hart yeah you seen that one Kevin Hart's movie where like he's playing this guy who's a he's a comedian and like um it's almost like is this based on his real life and then um his brother gets involved with him and his brother's kind of shady and and they like there's a murder and shit no no it's i don't it's i haven't good. seen many kevin hart movies actually it's it's like a a, a far cry from his normal kind of movie okay it's really good though i really enjoyed it it was uh um it's worth watching i have to be <clears throat> i found like if i'm just sitting down and i want to watch a movie i rarely actually go towards comedy mm. style movies i'm more into like the action kind of drama e movies which is weird you know i think comedy movies are more fun to watch with somebody else probably i think for me that's what it is just like, laughing your titties off in your couch by yourself yeah well i i don't laugh my titties <laughs> off on the couch by myself that's the thing like if i'm watching a comedy movie it's like kind of funny it's like mm. Mm. yeah mm. it's laughter is like this it's like this contagious kind of shared thing you know it's like not that you can't laugh with yourself but it's like I laugh way more when I'm with other people sure. than I do by myself. Sure, because they're yeah, you hear them laughing, and then you start laughing. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like yeah, so it's just yeah. listen to listen to whiskey night if you haven't. Oh my god, yeah, you'll just yeah. listen to us laugh the oh, whole time, bro. <clears throat> One of my clients, 
she's like, uh, um, out of the blue, she she messaged me. She goes, she goes, we're on episode seven and we're dying. I'm like, what? what? And she's like, we're she's like, we're road tripping out to the west coast and we're we're listening to you guys' podcast the whole way. I'm like, you are not. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. She says, um, she's like, yeah. She says, so great. And I'm like, oh my god, please don't fucking listen to our podcast. <laughs> it's like, you're I'm, a client. I, don't. I know. I'm. I'm like. I'm like. You're just gonna think so much less of me. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like, but they're like, like I've hung out with them. I've oh, had sure. dinner with them. They're super cool folks. And it's like they know me, but it's still like I had this thing, and it was like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> like, don't listen to the whiskey ones, please. You know. And it's just like, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're gonna listen to it or yeah, whatever it is. But uh, it's out there. It is. I'm like, it's nothing I'm going to take back, but it's just like, okay, I guess. It's the contract I signed <laughs> when I did this shit. It's well, even like, Sam, with this last one, she goes, can I send this to your uncle? I'm like, why? She goes, I think you'd like to listen to it. I'm like, I mean, you can, but I enjoy being in their will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? It's just like, it's like, uh, um. What are they? They're gonna judge me for this dumb shit I talk about. Yeah, I don't think my uncle would, but no. But I mean, that's the feeling I had. Yeah, you know, was just like, it's like, what if, what if they like really, you know, think that I'm like not the person they thought I was or some shit? And it's like, but at the end of the day, it's just like I am me, you know. But it's like the the words, the vernacular I use when I'm in a professional setting is very different <laughs> than the shit I say on here, you yeah. know. So. Feel you. That's yeah. what happens when this turned into a hangout session. I know, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh the boys in Stevens Point started recording their first podcast. Oh, all yeah. right. I saw um just Connor just sent me a Snapchat on that the other Connor was they had like beers all around them course, and they had yeah. their headsets on and stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, that's awesome. You guys are doing your first podcast. It's like, Yes, we're getting it done. And it's just like, um but they didn't seem like they were really excited about it. Oh. It's like I don't know. Um, I don't know. They need to hype it up or something, but I, I want to hear it obviously, but I don't yeah. know what it is. Well, maybe there's just like the pressure because they had the equipment and I was giving them grief. Well, you just good. They need to, they need to, well, apparently one of them wants to do like a documented tell all of all the fucking crazy shit that happened to them oh, all okay. through college. That's a little expose. Right. Right. So, so like then they could have it on like record for posterity. You know, it's like, wait, we can go back to the tapes, you know, or, or the <laughs> digital files or whatever it is, you know. Um, but it's like, at some point, and I didn't have to tell them this because they'll figure it out, but it's like, at some point, you're going to wish you hadn't done that. Yep. Like, there's going to be a day when, like, you're an adult and you're doing adult shit and someone's going to be like, oh, I heard this thing about you. And it's like, how the fuck did you hear that? It's like, no, you don't want people to know that shit. Cause you do stupid shit when you're a kid. Yeah. You know, you say things, you do things like, all there's a it. reason we edit our podcasts. Yeah. It's like, well, just, well, I just said as a kid, you fucked that up. <laughs> Telling stories. I don't know. Yeah. No, I just, I mean like, like, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, um, that thing that came out about Justin Trudeau when he was at that party in blackface, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, it's like you do shit like that as a kid when you don't think about it, you know, there's, you just don't think, you know, you're just like, oh yeah, that'd be a fucking cool costume. Let's do that. You know? And so he shows up and it's like back then it wasn't as big a deal as it is now, obviously, but it was like, 
those things that the experiences like that for me that I had back when I was a kid and like I did really stupid shit and I'm so grateful there was no recordings of it you know because it's like that's not who I am today you know it's like but but I still had I guess I had to do those things to become who I am today so I knew not to do them you know it's like it's part of life the failures and all the stupid shit you do when you're growing up to get to where you are but it doesn't mean you want the whole fucking world to know about all the stupid shit you did. You know, you just, you don't, you know, you make bad decisions. So you know, not to make them. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Boom. Bam. Done. Son. What? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, need about tree fitting. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, man. Anyways, what's happened? What else is happening with you? Um, <clears throat> fuck, I don't know what's happening with me. Fixing my fucking loud ass truck. Yeah. Gotta do that. I got four trucks. Yeah. And and pretty soon there's only gonna be two people. Oh no, there'll be three, I guess, driving them. Three three people. Three about well, three ideally people. you'll have only have three soon. I know. I know. Anybody wanna buy a truck? If you're listening to this, you're looking for and two thousand sixteen Toyota Tundra seventeen ninety four edition badass motherfucking truck. It's got Kind of high miles. <laughs> Hook me up. Hit me up. I'll give you a good deal. Not really, but I will. No, I'm oh. trying, I got to sell my truck. Um, no, you know, it's a, it's like, it's a first. I never wanted like a nice truck. You know, like, um, I never felt like I ever like really needed a nice truck. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like having things that were super nice, like was frivolous and it was like unnecessary. It's like. I had this feeling that it like was going to make me soft. I think, you know, it's like, and and being soft was like the last thing I ever want to be. I don't ever want to be soft. And so, um, not that I'm like hard, like military or some shit, but it's like, there's just a, like, so I have a, a theory on suffering is that like suffering is, is like important. I think it's, it's like one of the most important aspects of life is, is having a certain amount of suffering. Because, like, that's where, for me, that's where I learn the most about myself. It's through my suffering. That's where I, I get challenged the most. That's where I have to push through and experience difficulty and get on the other side of it. You know, and so it's like I always want to, like, I don't, I, I want to avoid life being too easy, life being too good, life being too plush, you know. And so when I would, like, the first time when I was looking at, at buying pickup trucks, it was like I'd get into a truck and it'd like have the wood trim and shit mm-hmm. and leather seats. It's like, fuck, I don't need all this bullshit. I don't need this. This is like, this is too nice. I don't need this. I'm just like, it's not me, you know? And uh, um, when I found this Toyota truck and it's got all this shit in it, and it was like, oh, it's really nice, you know? It's like, and, and it was like, but it's a work truck. So I could like justify because it was like it had a toolbox in the back yeah. and all that shit. And it's just like, yeah, 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 it's fine. I can use this. This be my work truck. It'll be like a boss's truck because it's a nice truck, but it's a work truck. And everybody's like, yeah, you need a boss's truck. It's like dope. I'm like, yeah, I need yeah. I need that. <laughs> so I bought it. And it was just like, it's got like air-conditioned seats and heated seats and remote start and leather. And it's got the wood trim on the inside and all that shit. And it's a really nice truck. Um, and it's like, but I bought that, I bought this old, 2012 Chevy and it's just a work truck. And when I get in that, I feel the same as I do when I drive my truck. 
And so it's just like, I don't want a nice truck anymore. Like there's, there's it, it bothers me. It's like, I think I'm going to fuck it up. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's too nice. You know, it's like when I had a, I bought a new truck in 2007, 2007, 2008. First new vehicle ever, only new vehicle ever had. Um, and I was so freaked out that something was going to happen to it. Like, I just like, I park it in places like you did with your, yeah. with your truck. It's just like, and it was like, like anxiety, you know, it's like someone's going to door ding it. I'm going to get it scratched, all the fucking things. And it was like, I was just so worked up about it, you know? And it was in <laughs> Connor was the first person to scratch it. Did I ever tell you that? No, I was, <clears throat> um, it was only like, I only had it for like two weeks and, uh, we were over to a friend's house and, um, parked in this like, kind of like a circular driveway. And, uh, I parked on the side of the driveway, um, kind of the passenger side was on the outside edge because the kids were all riding their bicycles in the circle mm, mm-hmm. and they're like, rah, 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 motorcycle sounds and shit. You know, they were little. Um, and, uh, I want to say, let's see, Connor was probably like seven or eight. Let's, well, I don't know. It's 2008. He's 23. So how old is that? That was 15 years ago. Yeah. Seven or eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, seven or eight. Can't do that math right now. Yeah. So um, I parked a truck, and I, and I was like, I'm going to tell these little fuckers what's up. So I brought them all over. I'm like, yo, guys, come here. So I'll ride their little bikes over. And they're like, what's up? And I said, do not scratch my fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, okay, okay. I'm like, you can ride on this side all you want. I said, do not ride around the other side. It's too tight. Don't go over there. And they're like, yeah, 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 we won't, we won't. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go inside. We're all hanging out. <laughs> I hear the door open, and and then someone looks at me and they like tap me, and and I'm like, yeah. And they're like, they nod, you know, give me the nod to turn around, and look behind you. So I turn around. And there's Connor. He's standing there by the door, and his fucking tears are just mm. streaming down his face. I'm like, what happened? What's the matter? So he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? He's like. Oh, 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 oh. I scratched your truck. I'm like, you did what? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fucking turn into Hulk or some shit. And I was like, I was like, get out the way. (laughs) So I'm like, come on, let's go. So we went outside and he fucking ran his handlebar. Yeah. Right down the fucking bed of the truck for probably like eight inches of my brand new truck. And I was like, damn it. I'm like, I told you guys to stay away from me. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then. I was all I was super pissed for like ten seconds. Yeah, and then and then like I see him, he's fucking crying, and he's heartbroken and shit because he knew what he just did. And so I pull him aside, I'm like, "Listen, like, listen, you done fucked up." No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, "It's okay, it's okay." I asked you guys not to ride over there for a reason. Now you know why. But it's it's okay. It's just a truck. It's just a truck. He's like, all right. And, and like, I walked back inside, and, like, I, I had this little silent breath of relief. Yeah. The first scratch was done. I didn't give a fuck after that. There you go. I scratched it up. I did, like, I hauled wood in it and all that shit. It was like, after that, I did not care. <clears throat> it was like, he released me. Nice. From my anxiety demons. So, thank you, son. 
Knock on wood, I haven't been released from my anxiety demons yet. <laughs> yeah, it was a, uh, it and it to be fair, it was a, it was a work truck model. Yeah, there was nothing fancy about it. You know, all it was was just new paint. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, it just happens. But if it's a nice vehicle, you get that like you don't want to fuck it up, you know. And so it's just like I, I don't want to, I don't want to have something own me. <laughs> Like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. So yeah, I've been getting, I've been getting looser with the truck. It's like, oh yeah, I'll just go drive the truck. Why not? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, my truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, it Wesley all the time. He drives this little, like this little six volt fucking power wheels thing around, and he just fucking, he's like, he can't turn it, and he's going right for the truck. I'm like, dude, don't hit the truck. And he stops, and he has to like move it with his feet <laughs> like you're just going straight run into the truck and then like oh hey look at that yeah yeah well and that's the thing like with kids you can't it's so hard with little did, kids to yeah. try to have nice shit he chalked my truck you what we were outside i wasn't paying attention he chalked everything we put we got you know the big fucking pencil style chalk pieces yeah. and i forgot i was playing with the dog or something and i look and suddenly there's chalk down the side of my truck and I'm like, oh my god! If it's scratched, I'm gonna be <laughs> fucking pissed. It didn't scratch, but he still. I was gonna it. say, how how did it not scratch? I it? don't know if he just didn't press hard enough or what. Must have been because I would think like chalk is abrasive. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, he chalked the fucking uh, our porch, and he chalked the screen on my screen door, which I couldn't get off. The sc- it doesn't come off a screen door, fucking screen. Really? Well, I'm sure if I washed it, but it's like... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, did you hose it? Uh, no. It was nice out the windows were open. I didn't, yeah. But whatever. Like, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Chaco's on the sidewalk. Dude, Chaco's fucking everywhere. I got I got pictures my... When Dylan was born, he was like... Probably like six months old. And uh, I was fucking in the kitchen doing something for a while. And Kirsten was like drawn in a coloring book and Dylan was sitting in his little fucking bouncer thingy, you know, the little ones mm-hmm. that like sit at an angle. And uh and it's like, I don't know, I was like washing dishes for maybe twenty minutes. So and he's like behind me on the floor in his little bouncer. Kirsten's at the table and I just didn't even look at him. I was listening to music or something. So I turn around, fucking kid is covered in Sharpie. Like head to fucking toe, it made it's not it wasn't sharpie. It was like the the marker. It was yeah, a marker yeah. though, like orange and green and blue. And I, <laughs> I looked at him, and she looked at me. Her face is all covered in fucking marker. And she's and she she's like, oh shit. <laughs> she didn't have to say anything. It was just that look, you know. And I'm, I'm just like, wow. He's so handsome, and she just got this look on her face. She was so fucking proud of herself at that point, and she's like, "Oh, I did good. Oh, awesome, you know." And it's like, "Well, then they fucking he got sharpied a lot, or markered a lot yeah. when he was a kid." Yeah, she fucking, I don't know. Maybe that's what's wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a, he's good. He's a good kid. He's been driving. He does. He does good. He's like, uh, gets some, some. He's getting some confidence. How old is he? He's 15. Okay, so he has his temps. No, he doesn't have his temps. We're oh. just kind of driving a little legally, but no that's worries. okay. Um, but so he was going to – we talked about getting his uh, driver's training this summer when he's with me, but he's only here for two months, and he's coming from Washington. 
we didn't know like if Washington temps would be okay in Wisconsin or oh, vice sure. versa. And so, um, and so it's like, well, you just come here, we'll do some driving and stuff. We'll get you at least a little bit of experience. So you're at least semi-confident, be confident behind the wheel. So when you do go to drive, like you'll have some experience. Yeah. Um, so it was like, we just <clears throat> go out on the back roads and we drive for an hour or whatever. And, um, he is, he's starting to get some confidence. It's pretty cool. It's, it's good to see, like, cause when he first started driving, you know, that like you go 10 and two, but his arms were locked straight. Mm -hmm. Like, like, and so then when he, <laughs> he tried to turn to make his first corner, he just kept turning his hands mm -hmm. on the steering wheel, but he didn't move his hands. Yeah. And so he got to that point where his wrists were crossed yep. and I'm like, what are you going to do now? I'm like, you got to pick up your hand off the steering wheel and switch positions. And he's like, oh, how do you do that? And so he just, it's like, he was so. Yeah, you got to learn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he had like a death grip on the steering wheel. And then um, he was doing this thing. So he would uh, press the gas. And then when we were going down a hill and it's like a blind corner. I'm like, you just. You don't have to, like, hammer your brakes. I'm like, you just want to kind of float your foot on the brake, though, because you want to be prepared for what might be around the corner. You're on a route you don't under, you're like, you're unfamiliar with, all that shit. And so I was watching his feet, and he would just kind of, like, move his foot over, like, an inch onto the brake. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't fucking hover half brake, half gas, because if you slip off the brake into the gas, you're fucked. And so, he's, and so that was, like, his worst habit that I've picked up on so far is like, yeah, he was just like, like the gas is more fun than the brake. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and so, but it was just like, he was just like half a foot on the brake and it, it was like, I've never, you know, I, I know like there, I've experienced people where they got one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake, mm -hmm. you know, he never did that, but it was just like, it's like, ah, oh, that's just, that's a bad, bad mm. thing waiting to happen right there. So he's did, he's doing good with that. Um, he did take a, 90 degree corner at like 25 <laughs> where I'm like, you can turn left up here at the top of the hill. He's like, all right, cool. So we're getting up there and he puts his blinker on, but he's not slowing down. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, let's see how this goes. You know? And it's like, we're like in the middle of nowhere. So it's not a big deal. And, um, all of a sudden he just starts to turn and it's like, ar, 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 fucking tires. Yeah. And, and, and he comes back and his eyes were so fucking big. He's like, well, we made it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we did. Make it a little differently next time, maybe. And he's nice. like, oh, yeah, it was good. That's funny. So um, I've been – so you sent me the Snapchat. Have you done any more Snapchats? No. <laughs> so I've been Snapchatting a lot with Dylan lately and then with Connor and stuff. So um, – and this is – okay, so this is lame for people who do Snapchat, but just bear with me here. You can, like, like apply all this different music to your snaps. Okay. So you can pick any song you want to and and apply it to your snap. So I did a quick little video of him and then I took put on Jesus Take the Wheel. <laughs> and you could move the clip of the song to match oh, the length sure. of your video. So it's like I went through the whole song and found the best little chorus line of Jesus Take the Wheel. So it started like just like instrumental when it's him on the just his face. And then as soon as you get to his hands and it's like, Jesus, take the wheel. It was awesome. <laughs> so I was like, that was pretty fun. So I don't know. You're liking Snapchat too much. I kind of am. It's, I know. I, it's, I really kind of, which I enjoy it, but I realize what happens with that is like, um, 
when it's a uh, uh, Snapchat. So when like when I send my my video messages to people and stuff, it's like um, I don't have it anymore. Mm. You know, it's like no longer existing. It's in the ether. It's gone. You know, where where like at least those other messages are there. Right. You know, so it's like uh, um, my niece told me one time, she's like, well, sometimes I'll go back and listen to a message or something if I'm missing you or something like that. It's like, well, that's kind of cool. Never thought about that way, but it's kind of neat. You know, so it's like, but with the snaps are gone, which is, it's fine. But at the same time, I guess that's the only thing where it's like, uh, I if I could have that video. Sure. You know, something like that. You just want it. Huh? You want the, you want the video. Yeah, I want the video. I do. So, and I'm sure there's an option on there that somebody that knows Snapchat, if they're listening, would right, probably can, tell like, me. save it or something. Yeah, they could just say, just do this thing. You know, I'm still learning. But I did some Snapchats with Bill the other night. Sent him to Connor. It's pretty fun. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's for, it's for real, bro. I'm a, I'm a snapping fool. <laughs> <laughs> I usually give my daughter so much shit. Oh, the funny thing is my daughter was the one that, like, uh, got me into really wanting to do it because, like, I could just send her quick snaps or whatever. Well, then she banned herself from social media and Snapchat mm. and shit. So I was like, oh, did you see my snap on my story? And she's like, no, Dad. I don't have that anymore, remember? I'm like, oh, fuck, that's right. It's like, damn it. Now I'm the bad influence the other way, yeah. you know? And so, yeah. You, you know what she did? What? I love my daughter. You know what she did? What? She's trying to drive me nuts. She called me up the other day. And she's like, hey. She's like, so me and my boyfriend are moving to Portland. I'm like, what? She's like, can you so co-sign on a house for me? And I'm like, well, so I, I, I had co-signed for Bailey mm-hmm. and his girlfriend. It's like, but I really know his girlfriend and, and Bailey's a little more consistent. And so then my lovely daughter and I love her very much, but sure her, she's been a little inconsistent lately. Um, and she's just trying to figure out her shit. Yeah. You know, it's not, not like a bad thing. All 19 year olds are inconsistent. I think but she's just trying to figure out what she wants to do. And she's like, I'm like, well, I'm like, Portland, why Portland? She's like, well, you know, we've always wanted to be there. It's a really cool city. And then, you know, there's lots of good jobs there and everything. And I'm like, it's like $2,000 a month easy for a one-bedroom in Portland, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's about $2,000 a month. I'm like, okay, so how much money have you got saved up? She's like, oh, my boyfriend's got like $2,000 in the bank, so we're good. I'm like, mm, you need like $10,000 in the bank. Like, you need, you need, you need your deposit. You need your first month's rent, and then you need a couple months' rent after that minimum, and then you need some living expenses because what if you don't get a job for a month? Right. You know? And then and then you don't get paid for two weeks after that. It's like, so let's just, let's just, I'm like, how long have you wanted to move to Portland? She's like, like a couple days. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. So it's like, honey, I can't. Yeah, slow down. I can't co-sign on an apartment for you right now. I'm like, but here's the thing, right? I don't want to discourage her from having an adventure. I really don't. Like, if she if she's bound to determine to move to Portland, anything I say don't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. I can't tell her not to move to Portland. I'm not telling her that. If she wants to go fucking do it, I'm like, you know, if that's really what you want to go do and it, your fucking thing, it's like, I don't think it's the best idea without, like, s- sleeping on it for a month. You know, take a month and just take a beat. Is this really what I want to do? But it's like, if she's going to do it, she's going to do it. Yeah. One of those things. And so it's like, uh, you know, 
I guess apply for the apartment, yeah, you know, see if you can get it. You know, it's like, understand this is, these are the, the processes that happen. Like if you can't afford it, you know, it, it's not a good thing to deal with, but you know, I'm like, try first on your own. If you really want to do this and if they'll give you the, the credit to do it, then okay. You know, you figure it out. I'm like, but I'm not willing to, to do that right now. That. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to help you make a bad decision. Right. You know? It's like, but if you're going to make a bad decision on your own, then you're going to make it anyway. I'm just not going to facilitate it. <laughs> it's just like, you know, when kids are little and you like, you see them about to do something stupid and you just let them, yeah. you know, because yeah. it's like, like, you know, but you don't like go like push them. <laughs> you know, it's like they're standing on the edge of this fucking like, uh, like, you know, like my kid used to um, want to climb up the slides. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, so it's like. He's standing on the edge of the slide, and there's a big mud puddle at the bottom, and you know he's going to slip and fall and land in the mud puddle, right? And it's just like, yeah, okay. He's not going to get terribly hurt, and he needs to have this experience, so I'm just going to let him do it, you know? But I'm not going to go this like, here, let me help you fucking shove you into the mud puddle, you know? So it's like like trying to find that balance of like, you can't just fucking go around telling kids, they can't do shit, especially at that age. Cause it's like, they're just going to like, then they're going to want to do it more. Right. You know? And so I guess pretty much at any age there was, Oh, keep going. But I got to No, go ahead. What's up? No. When you said, when you tell someone that they're just going to want it more, I just heard like part of a Ted talk and I think it's an older one. So maybe you've heard it, but it was, um, a guy saying like, how, it's all about perspective in life. And, he said, if I tell you not to think about an elephant, what's the first thing you think about? Right. An elephant, elephant, right? So he goes, so think about a skier. And if they ski through, like, trees, how do they not hit a tree? It's all about perspective. So do they say, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree? Because then all they're thinking about is trees. And that's where you tunnel. That's where your mind tunnel visions. He goes, no. What they think about is stay on the path, stay on the path, stay on the path. And then they tunnel vision to the path. Right. And that's how they make it through without getting smoked by trees is they just think about the path, the path, the path. So he was just emphasizing it's all about perspective and mindset and focusing because your mind focuses on what you tell it to focus on Mm -hmm. uh, about one very specific thing. So anyways. That's legit. Yeah. That's legit. I cannot articulate it as well as he can, obviously. but Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I get that. I feel that. It's it's like you're, you're creating... The problem because you're focusing on it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. It's like, well, so in golf though, I had a buddy of mine tell me, he's like, like if you're, if you're playing golf and you're behind a tree, he's like, aim for the tree. You'll never hit it. He's like, just fucking just aim for it. He goes, and you'll never hit it. He says, but if you're thinking about don't hit the tree, don't hit the tree. The fucking first thing you can do is hit that tree. He's like, but if you aim for it, then you're going to get, you're going to go around it. It's like, huh? I don't think okay. that's accurate. Maybe. Dude, I've never fucking hit a tree when I'm aiming for the tree. Ever. Huh. It's like if the flag is behind the tree, it's just like, I ain't going to worry about the tree. I'm going to, like, I'll just fucking hit the ball. Boom. Right by the tree. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Well, don't hit the, don't, don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. Don't hit the tree. It just means you're focusing on the tree. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. But if you're trying to hit the tree. I don't know if I'm trying to hit a tree. I'm pretty <laughs> confident I'll hit a tree. Maybe I, yeah. Maybe I'm just. 
No, I don't think. Just pretend I, I the never, tree's not there. Never, yeah, that's. A, I don't know. I don't know. That's just it was his piece of advice. Just shoot for the tree. You miss it. Like obviously, it's like you're not talking about shooting for the branches. I mean, like a trunk. Yeah. You know, Bailey and I would play golf when he was in town. Did I tell you that we went to Fairfield. Oh uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple situations where we we're behind the tree. It's like, oh, I missed the fucking tree, man. Just went right around <laughs> it. Now the the fucking ball went nowhere near the pin. But hey, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Are we gonna play the boys and girls club golf outing? It's not the. Well, it's not the boys and girls club golf. Outing. What is it? Oh, this be variable young professionals. Yeah, there there is a boys and girls club golf outing coming there up. There is. Yes, yeah, so that's where it gets confusing. That's so what, we're putting one on. That's like. An annual event. Right. And then the Young Professionals is also putting one on where they're like half the proceeds go to us. Okay, so where's the annual event that you're putting on? Uh, Is that the BCC? No, because it's for the whole organization. So I'm guessing it's probably... Like Wilderness or some shit? Yeah. Oh, so it's like big, big money. I can tell you in a minute. But I bet it's in like trappers or at trappers or something. So I get a meal and all that shit with it. Probably. Uh, but, but, but right here. For the kids, yeah, trappers. Okay. What's the cost on that? Is it ninety? I'll tell you. I will tell you. No, it's probably more. Two fifty. It's about three fifty. That's a sponsorship. I don't need a sponsorship. I want to like golf. A sponsorship. Sponsorship. <laughs> it's a sponsorship. I need a sponsorship. Yeah, one fifty. 150. 18 holes with a cart, dinner, and an auction. Okay. Oh, you get an auction for 150? You mean like you get you an get, opportunity to spend more money for <laughs> yeah. 150? Yo, it's for it's a fundraiser. No, I know, but why would they listen like as a, as an amenity for the 150 you get? Maybe you get access to the auction. Oh, access the auction. Yeah, auction access. Got to pay for them VIP tickets. That's it's right. a cover charge. It's a cover. You can't come in and spend your money without spending money. That's. I mean, that's legit. Like what? You know, really, yeah, right. Popping places do. That's all you gotta do. So when is the Bearboo Young Professionals? Because you're hooking that up, right? We're gonna get be. We're gonna play that. I don't know. We talked about it. I know. We I didn't said, commit. I said, set it up. And I no, no. Let's go back to the tape. We I didn't release it yet, but I said you can set it up. What? I thought you were gonna set it up. Well, we need more golfers. We I know. I got one guy that I talked to last night. He's in. BYP, Baraboo Young Professionals. Yeah. I actually have to, I do have to look up the date on it because I don't know. What was that? Um, Did you hear that? No. It was like some kind of staticky shit. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, what is that called? Sips and Swings. And Swings. It's a good event for people who are listening and waiting for Kyle to. Don't yeah, I'm sorry. I just need to remember fucking, that. No, no, no. Don't apologize. It's, it's Friday, September 9th. Oh, September 9th. I think I might have that on my calendar already. See, but I think I have something going on that night. Um. Yeah. I'm in Mazo uh, uh, uh. that night. Oh, shit. You can't even glow golf, bro. I can't. Got me all pumped up for it. I'm sorry. Dylan and I do an annual beanbag tourney. And Mazo. They, huh? The Mazo. They, huh? Yeah, huh? Yeah, huh? Mazo beanbag tourney? Yeah, Wild West days. Oh. All right. That's hmm. our thing, man. I'm really sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. I, can I won't force you to drop 80 bucks to golf with me. 
Oh, I'd, I'd drop a hundred dollars of golf with you, man. Yeah, but then I gotta get get find a hundred dollars too. <laughs> so what you're basically saying is you're not spending one hundred eighty dollars to golf with me. <laughs> that's basically the in Kyle E's. That's what's up. No, I uh, I am committed that night. No, I got you. I got you. Hey, I gotta. <clears throat> oh yeah, we'll take a quick break. We we'll are back. Yeah. shelf way before they fucking should i think so or the fucking it's so like young such young wood like nothing like young wood like the but the rings on it like you know there's like two rings on a fucking two by four or something right you know what i mean oh what's not it's not that it's um it's the kind of wood so i was i was who was i fucking talking to about so like um me i just saw a post but like uh Two by fours from even like twenty years ago. Yeah, you'd see like yeah, I saw 20, 30 rings. Yeah. And then from fifty years ago, you'd see like 40, 50 rings, you know, and it's just like it's it's so it's young. It is young wood, yes, it's young. But it grows so fast mm-hmm. that they can make these, you know, two by fours up, but it's fucking junk. Yeah. It's junk. So I did a fence job one time. Justice. I did a fence job one time, uh, and this guy, um, he ordered all this four by fours from Menards, mm-hmm. and he had pallets of them delivered to his house. And then he, it was a vinyl fence, so he had to put the sleeve over it, right? So he hired us, and we went out there to build the fence, and uh, uh, we started sleeving these four by fours. We got like two four by fours sleeved in like thirty minutes because we had to fucking hammer the sleeves onto the four by fours. And it's like, what in the fuck? So I called the manufacturer. I'm like, I'm like, your fucking sleeves suck. Like they're built so tight. And like, what's the trick here? And uh, they're like, well, it's not the sleeve. They said, is it, how green is the wood? I'm like, that's oh, treated lumber, whatever. And they said, well, it might be. You know, did you get it from like Home Depot or mm-hmm. Menards or something? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, well, that's your problem. You got to let that wood dry out. I'm like, oh, okay. So we unstacked all the pallets of four by fours and then restacked them with braces in between that get airflow. Yeah. And then we put box fans on them and we came back like two weeks later, every sleeve just slid on like butter. Mm-hmm. It was just like so much easier, but they all shrank so much. Yeah. I mean, you're talking like a quarter inch at least yeah. in a couple of weeks of just drying out, you know? So like the shit they sell there is. Yeah, man, they just, they're just pushing well, and I don't know what, if they just saturate fucking with that. I mean, some of those four by fours you get are so heavy; they're just mm. oversaturated. Well, I mean, it's they, like they pull them out of a fucking river. Well, I think like that. As far as the treating goes, I think that's good because you want it as treated as sure. possible to last as long as you can. The problem is, it's like I think they're supposed to rack them and let mm. let them dry out before they sell them. You know, they're supposed to, I believe they're supposed to be racked for a certain amount of time before they sell them so they can dry out and then then they'll match the nominal size they're supposed to. Sure. You know, but they don't. They're just like, and to be fair, every fucking day people are begging for more lumber. Yeah. You know, they're in there every day. Why don't you have this? Why don't you have that? So it's like, well, fuck it. We can sell it. Well, it's Menards. The longer they let it dry, the more warped it's going to fucking get to. This is true. Holy shit. I don't know, man. Fucking, but okay. So, why do we still go there then? Because it's cheap. 
Well, and it's yeah. accessible. It's accessible. Like you can, That's the thing. Right? You can get all the lumber you need. You can get all the screws you need. You can get everything you fucking need at the same places. The whole Walmart factor is the same yeah. thing. Where else would we? Where else would you go around here? Like Harji, Har- Contractor Har- Supply. Where's that? That's where um, Singer Lumber used to be. Out on BD. Okay. So you can go out there and buy lumber. It's mm-hmm. good lumber. I bought lumber from them before, and um, it's like. Dry, good. I mean, they still got, like, there's still some, like, obviously there's warping in every fucking pallet of lumber you get, but it's, like, it's not like it is in Menards. Yeah. You know, like, the shit that Menards gets. I don't know if it's, like, fucking sawmill seconds or some shit, or, yeah, it's just pumped out as quick as possible so it doesn't even get sorted before it comes. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, there's other places to get it that's better, for sure. It's more expensive. Sure. You know, and they don't have all the other shit to go with it, or most of it. Right. Like, Contractor supply can get the things you want, but they got to order it, you know. Yeah. Um, but but also you can go to contractor supply and get like fucking teak and ironwood and mm-hmm. shit like mm-hmm. that. You know, it's like you can special order really nice wood there too. Where if you go to Menards, it's like you just oh, this is what we got. It is what it is. Yeah, you know. And then whoever you want this treated pine or do you want this cedar tone treated pine? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's it, it's so yeah. It's uh um, but I mean I mean. If I see more contractors at Menards, you know, and that like they can get everything they need. Right. And so it's like, and Menards does that fucking 11% shit. So I know a guy who like built a house basically from Menards and he had like $10,000 in rebates, you know? And so it's like, it's it's free $10,000, you know? Now, granted, you have to spend your rebates at Menards, but they sell so much shit. See, but at some point, it turns into, like, this is my thought on it recently, is it turns into the Kohl's factor. Kohl's always gives out deals, right? Yeah. You get 20% off, 30% off, but everything's fucking just marked up 20 or 30%. Like, you're paying a premium for it and just to get it, quote, a percent off. You know what I mean? Right. So at some point, if Menards has, which they've had for the last two years, a standing 11%, it doesn't come and go anymore. It just, right. it's it's been there. Why not just fucking discount at 11? You know what I mean? At some point, are you just paying 11% more so that you can eventually get 11% Well, it's a rebate? genius marketing ploy. That's why. I mean. Genius until you deal with geniuses. Then we know what your fucking ploy is. <laughs> but you still do it. I know because that's, it's Menards. Well. And yeah, it's like okay, so it's it if they give you a uh, an eight dollar rebate on seventy dollars worth of shit that you have to spend at Menards. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. What are you gonna buy for eight bucks? Yeah. Nothing. So then you're gonna go and spend another fifty. Yeah, you know. And so it's like they're not dumb. No, you know? and it's I just know. Like one thing they do that does surprise me is that when I go back in there to spend my rebates. They give me the 11% on the rebate. Mm-hmm. So if I got, like, I don't know, I got a couple hundred dollars in rebates. Go in there and bought a new bathroom faucet, you know, for a hundred bucks. It's like they gave me a $11 right. rebate on, on the money that I didn't even spend. But you did. But, yeah, yeah I get it. You're, yeah. you're perpetually, like, getting 11% off. Yeah. Even it, with the 11% off. Yeah, so it's... um. So I guess price wise, as far as like buying materials goes, it's less expensive than contractor supply. I think it's less expensive than Harchie. 
you know, and they have all the shit there and you can get an 11%. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, I, I hear what you're saying, but on the same level, it's like, other than the fact that you're mostly buying bullshit, you know, like it's not high quality stuff. All right. You know, it's like, but I don't know, like it's, I take my rebate, rebate in there and I can buy shit that like, you know, the, the man doesn't know about. Yeah. You know, take off the books, off the fucking books. <laughs> That's the key, right? Did you so that you see the IRS has hired eighty seven thousand new agents? Yeah, and they're supposedly not going to target anyone, right? Who fucking under four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we'll yeah, doubt that. Well, you know, let's you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. When, when has that ever put us in a bad place? <laughs> Luckily for me, my taxes are very straightforward. Standard yeah. deduction. Yeah. I saw the eight, new 87,000 agents, and I'm like, hmm. It's a good thing I spent a lot of money for my accountant. Yeah. Because they can handle all that audit shit. Yeah. It's like, all right, here you go. Here's my here's yeah. my taxes. Yeah. it's Are I, taxes going up, too? Did, wasn't that part of it? Taxes are going up for high-income earners. Okay. Not for, not for the folks like you and I. We'll see. So, you're <laughs> such a fucking conservative, man. No, it's uh. They um, went up last year, I think. I paid more in last year for making the same amount of money. You did? Yeah. Hmm. Well, is that because like the COVID deductions and shit were going away? I don't know. Because like I remember, like there, there was like the two years prior to that, there was so much fucking COVID shit going yeah. on that like there was a lot of money out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. Um, but, uh, yeah, that might, sure. that might've been something to do with it. Cause if, from what I understand, it's, it's like higher taxes on higher income earners. And then the, the, uh, the IRS is only supposed to target people 400,000 above supposedly, supposedly, um, with 80,000 fucking 80, 80. workers. Okay. Here's the thing though, too. It's like, they can say 87,000 workers. Fuck you. Where are you going to find 87,000 people right I'm gonna now? I'm going to fucking work for them. They gotta be paying bank. I'm sure they are. You can you can be one of them fucking dickheads that works for the IRS. Yep. It's like, hey guys, I need to audit you. Sorry, dude. You know how fucking boring of a job so it would be boring. to fucking audit somebody and to you go have into to be somebody's hated. house. You're yeah, you're a, people fucking hate you. Yeah, hate you. Have you did you see the pictures though of the IRS offices? No. Holy fuck! They're still running Windows ninety seven. On their computers? What? Yes. It is fucking crazy. Their shit is so outdated. There's like this one thing. There's this machine that sorts uh, um, 1040s and all that shit that, that come in, all your taxes. And uh, it's like, they don't even make parts for it anymore. They got one fucking dude that manufactures parts for this thing <laughs> on his own fucking CNC machine and shit because they don't make parts for it anymore. They got... um. This huge gymnasium style room, size room, I mm-hmm. mean, that's full of files, like open, you know, those little filed things you stand on your desk. It's like plastic. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's like millions of them in there. And the, these paper, uh, when you file paper, they have to go through this fucking system of like, they get moved from one to the next, to the next, to the next until you get them processed. It is insane. Wow. It's like the, it's like the USPS and they're outdated bullshit too. It's like. Unfucking real. Well, on the state level, uh, you have to pay on the state level the fucking e file. 
It's so fucking dumb. No shit. It's like that probably saves the fucking state so much money when people e-file. Oh, so yeah, and time and, and confusion time. and exactly. everything. Exactly. Yeah. But why the fuck does someone does someone have to pay for that? Gotta get something. Always like there's a fee. There's a fee. There's a fee. That's what, oh, that's how so they dumb. fucking get you, man. It's all the little fees. But anyway, the, so who the fuck? Where are they gonna find eighty-seven thousand people? I don't know. You know, it's like. The only people <clears throat> that I know are dropping people right now are these fucking dot-com companies that, like, hired shit tons of people, and now they're like, oh, well, maybe we don't need quite so many people mm-hmm. because the fucking market bubble's bursting, or the market is not bursting, but it's dropped. So there's a reality of that for me that, like, I thought about it for, um, like, after my original 87,000 IRS agents coming down on us. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't think they're going to... It's going to take years for Probably, them to hire yeah. 87,000 fucking people. And it's and the money's supposed to be spread out over 10 years. Okay. You know, so it's not instantaneous, but still, like, it's like, maybe they're going to offer some fucking sick benefits, and they're going to yeah, train man. people up and all that, and maybe you found your new career as an <laughs> asshole IRS agent. But Working out know. of the Baraboo location. Is it, I do. I wonder if IRS agents like people like that. Do they even have a location? Do they just like work out of their house? And no, they're just I'm like sure you got some kind of like. You think they have like a central? It's got to be in Madison, then. Yeah, you got a central office, like right? And then like you got to go in. I want about. I bet you know they don't even go to the office anymore. Maybe not. I mean, why would you? You don't need to unless you need to like pick up paperwork or something. Yeah, I don't know. You know, show up with your little fucking file folder. You know. What would be more scary? Would it be the IRS guy calls you and like, okay, we're going to, you need to get out your, your information. I'm going to show up to your house on Monday at whatever. Right. Would it be more scary for them to show up with like a, like one of those filing boxes with like all your information in it or with like a laptop? Like, like what's the more filing scary box. image? Yeah. It's like, for me, it's like all the paper, right? Yeah. It's like, that's scarier to me because it's like, oh, fuck. I don't have all that shit. Like, right. what am I supposed to have that I don't have? He's got a whole file, and I got, like, receipts. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're not even organized. What am I going to do? Like, a computer would be like, oh, okay. But um, they say, though, like, if you get, like, a, the audit envelopes and shit, like, the, the when you get a bad envelope from the IRS, mentally, like, if, if, I, if I get an envelope from the IRS and it's kind of thick, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't even want to open this. But if it's thin, it's like, oh, that's probably not a big deal. But they say the thin ones are the bad ones. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, if you get the thin Just one. one single letter saying, we'll like, be there at this time. Yeah. Please contact your local IRS office because you're set for an audit. And yeah. It's like, fuck. Uh, no audits. You ready for some more drama from the government? Sometime in the next probably two weeks. What's up? Student loans. What like, about them? The new... The expiration date, the pause that he's got going, expires oh. at the end of the month. So we'll see what he does. Oh, because he was talking about forgiving ten grand. Yeah, he's either going to forgive ten grand, he's going to extend the payment pause and buy him more time, or things are going to go back to normal. I say, extend the ten grand and put it back to normal. Like every, forgive the ten grand. Forgive the ten grand per. Yeah. And then put it back to normal. So because then it's like. It's one less fucking thing for everyone to have to sit around and wait for. You know, it's like, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's yeah. he going to do? And it's like, it's kind of like the, when it was the ma- the mask mandates, you know? And it's just like, are they going to extend it? Are they going to extend it? Yeah. And it's just like, fuck, just get it over with, you know? So, 
I say give them the 10, and then... I say there's no point in giving the 10 if you're not going to fix the system that got everyone into the position they are now. Anyways. Well, I'm not saying don't don't work on the system. I'm just saying, like, put everybody back on there. Oh. Give them the 10, and then everybody goes back to their regular schedule. Because it's like... Eh. There's a point where it's like people, the money's still hanging over their heads, right? It's still there. The, yeah. the loans are still there. Yeah. And so it's like there's got to be a level of anxiety just waiting. Waiting for, for it to happen. Yeah, because yeah. it's been, what, two years? Yeah. And so it's like people get comfortable in the in their new income without making these payments anymore. Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, so they're just like, fucking just give it back to us so we can rejigger our life so we can make it work. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I, I mean. If it was me, that's what I want. I would want it to be. I like. I would want to know this is how much money I got going out. Mm. You know, because it's like, you know, like I used to work a job that um, had all kinds of overtime if you wanted it. Oh sure. You know, so it's like people get used to relying on that overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we're gonna take a vacation, so I'm gonna work some extra overtime. Yeah. You know, so then you work overtime for three months to save for your vacation, and then you come back, and it's just like, well, that overtime money is pretty fucking nice. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon. You, you buy a new car or you get, you know, a new this or you get a more bigger rent payment. And, and it's like, and you're counting on the overtime. Yeah. And so it's like, eh. When you rely on that stuff that goes away, you get in trouble. Right. Or you're relying on something that already went away that you don't know when it's going to come back. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. I, it's, it's a fuck system for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's like trapping people. You know, like connor right now he's just like i don't know if i should take loans or not you know and they're not big loans it's like right. five thousand bucks here two thousand bucks there um and it's like but at the same time it's just like well what's the interest rate how long is it gonna last when do you have to start paying on all the things it's like he's fresh out of college it's, you know you know how it is you have yeah loans yeah you know it's like how do you how do you how do you plan for that how do you budget that all that stuff so um yeah i think the system's super fucked um I'm not sure I'm for forgiving 10 grand, but I'm for forgiving what has changed. And what does that mean? That means it, like, I don't know if 10 grand is the number or not. I would love to see like research as far as like, you know, from 15 years ago or 10 years ago, even like what has all happened that made this such a problem. So ten grand is like, it's like a little, it's like, want a sucker? Yeah, you know, it's like in the scheme. Yeah, I understand. It's not like it's a ton of money, but I also understand like people paid off their student loans, like they didn't get ten grand forgiven. Like we paid off Sam's student loans when we had the cash. Right. I mean, but that's that's progression. Yeah. Like over time, that's that's happened forever. People yeah. people have had to pay their dues, and then and then the next generation gets it a little bit better because we figured out where we fucked up. Yeah, you know. So it's like, I if we if we if we operated through that, where it's like, well, I didn't get my ten grand right. off. It's just like, well, then. So you're saying that you don't want your kids to have an opportunity to have a better process than yeah. you? Well, and and that's again where I think they definitely like. There's no point in doing it if they're not going to make changes in general to the system. Valid. Valid, hundred percent, and the the ten grand, I don't know. It's like maybe it's just, like I said. It's a, it's like it's an olive branch, or it's a this. Yeah. Or it's like it's like we're trying. You know, right now our system's fucked up. We're recognizing that. We're acknowledging it. We're working on it, and then in the meantime, 
here's a sucker. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, do you want something to distract you for a minute? Here, here, you, go, go. here you go. Here and I, and I get it. It's like, but for take a kid like Connor, I think he's got maybe 10 grand in loans. You know, it's like, there's a lot of people out there that are on that edge of mm-hmm. like maybe having 10 grand in loans. And it was just like, it's like, okay, well, that's a pretty big fucking sucker yeah. for somebody like that. Now, if you get a doctor who's got $200,000 in loans, right. it ain't a big fucking deal. You know, it's like, but that doctor who took two, two, $200,000 in loans, like, they know that their fucking income is going to be this or right. whatever, you know. So it's just, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's like a, it's a, it's a nice little gesture, yeah. you know, um, and they need to fix the shit. Yeah. You know, they need to stop making it so they're getting people trapped into these fucking loans. Right. And and obviously, like, fuck it, I think free education for all would be amazing. I think that would be fantastic. It's like, well, or at yeah, least the option to have it. I mean, if the if all it is is the price has gone up because these fucking colleges are just fucking raking in the cash. <sighs> fucking crazy amounts of money. Well, think about it now. Colleges are doing online schools, charging just as much yeah. for online classes as they're yeah. charging for in-person school. Yeah, man. And it's like, talk about raking in the fucking dough. Bro, I had to pay for a semester of college to do an unpaid internship. I essentially paid a, a college five or six grand so that I could go intern somewhere. Yeah. Because it was a required college credit for 12 credits. That's stupid as fuck. Well, Connor did that um, summer school. Yeah. You know, and I think that was like six grand. You know, yeah. for him to spend six weeks, so thousand bucks a week, and and he had room and board and shit that went with it and all that. But like they worked, yeah. You know, um, and he he it was a good class. He learned a lot. I'm not trying to take anything away from the class. He really enjoyed it, and he thinks it was, you know, worth the time and effort and money put into it. But it's expensive as fuck. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, to your point, it's like, wait a minute, there's how many places are getting free labor. And getting paid. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Like, it's not even free labor anymore. That's like uh, you're making income off of someone's labor. Right. You know, that you don't have to. Yeah, it's, it's fucked. It's a, it's a bad, it's a bad system. Yep. You know, and just like somebody working the overtime extra all the time, companies and, and universities, everything, they get used to that money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's part of the budget now. You know, how do we pay for snow plowing in the winter? Well, I don't want a fucking intern program. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like it... I, that's why I think we're so fucking, why it's such a hard problem to fix. It's because we're so deep into counting on all the money that comes from these problems that maybe they're like, it's not uh, um, a morally sound practice, but we've been doing it for so long right? that the people that are doing it now, they aren't even the people that started it. They just showed up and all of a sudden it's like, this is our budget. We need to work with this. It's like, okay, so they don't even have to, like, they don't, it's not their job to think about where the budget comes from. It's their job to figure out what to do with the budget and how to make things work. And so it's like, you know, to, to like, make them say, well, this is so fucked up, and why do you do it this way? It's like, well, I don't know. This is the way it was when I showed up, you know? And so it's like they've got to check in with that all the way back and say, okay, okay, so this was wrong. How do we fix this, you know? And then you got fucking college football coaches making two million dollars a year yeah. and shit yep you know and so it's like yeah it's a corrupt ass system but here's the thing we live in the most prosperous fucking best time 
ever. And, and, and our lowest income earners in the United States are in the top 1% of the world. Yeah. So we really don't have it that fucking bad. <laughs> and I, it's like, it's hard sometimes. Cause I'll get on these, I'll get on this feeling where it's just like, it's like, Oh, this is wrong. And this is wrong. But it's like, well, yeah, but it's like, well, it's still pretty fucking good. <laughs> it's just like, we don't have to eat with our hands. <laughs> like, we got roofs over our heads and shit. Yeah. And we're not burning dung to stay warm. No, no. And our kids are getting educated. You know, it's like maybe not very well, but a lot better than a lot of places are, you know. And it's like if you really fucking want it in this country, you can have it, you know. And it's like that's a lot to be said for where we're at, yeah. you know. So it's all good. Now, let's get down to the real nuts and bolts of shit. So you think fucking Trump's got national security secrets in his Amerilago bullshit? No. No, you don't think so? I don't know. Do you think it's a, do you think it's a scam by the FBI trying to put it down on Trump? I think he already returned 15 boxes of shit. It's not what I ask you, Miss Republican. <laughs> Do I think he has secrets? I don't know. Maybe he has some fucking classified shit. Why do you think they did it? Political. You think it is? Like it's a, it, it's, it's a it's a um it's a statement? Yeah. They're trying to get him not to run again. Or they're trying to look towards primaries in November because it, like the president of doing a search warrant in the capacity they did with the information they have is is not, there's no standard for it. There's a lot of other processes that they bypass, like subpoenaing him and, and things like that. And he was already talking to the fucking archive. Okay. So the fact that he was already talking, he already turned over stuff, and he was still in talks, and then they bypassed, like, subpoenaing him, subpoenaing, is that the word? I think so. I think it's a word. Um, And, like, going through other processes, and they just went to a fucking raid. It's political. Unfortunately. So, the head of the FBI, which he appointed, the head of the DOJ, which he appointed, and the federal judge, which he appointed, so they're all appointees by him, all signed off on it. Okay. Okay, so, you would think that if there wasn't legitimate enough reason to do it, people that were appointed by him, that followed his ways... Would not. Oh, hello, it's coming. Ba bam. Bless you. Sorry. Thanks. Um, would not have approved the 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 warrant to to be done the the way it was done. Yeah. You know. And so it's like, I feel like on some level there had to have been some legitimate enough data that pointed to him having information he shouldn't have had. Now. Who knows behind the scenes, like they could have been calling him and shit and he could have just been ignoring their calls or they could have been calling him. He's just like, fuck yeah, I got this shit. What do you care? Who knows? We don't know that. Right. You know, but it's like it, I don't disagree with you that it's political because I think everything on the level of presidential and, and it's all political now. I think it's all motivated by politics and they're using the media and the people's attention to sway shit. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they don't want him to run. I think that they don't want anybody like him to run. I think they're sending a message to all the motherfuckers out there that are Trump supporters or Trump followers or Trump backers or Trump-esque people who might think about running because they want to revolutionize shit, that they're saying, listen, this is not going to happen. Who wants to revolutionize shit? Trump wanted to revolutionize shit. He wanted to change the way everything was done. 
You know, he was like, he wanted to drain the swamp, but all the shit, you know, but it's like, and it, yeah, but look at the, the left is the same way. Everyone's talking about major changes. I know, but, but it's like the left talks about it, but they still are, are lockstep politicians. <laughs> they want someone in there. That's a lockstep politician. They want somebody that's like that, that, that follows the, the way things have been done. No. Yeah, they do. I the left? You don't think the left does? No, I think the left is going super progressive and making major changes. And they nominated Biden with, and I think people who voted for Biden thought he was going to be in the middle and more like how things were done. And they're getting a little bit more of different mindsets. But anyway, to the Trump thing. Did he have stuff? I don't know. Probably the dude already returned shit, so why he wouldn't have more stuff is totally un undebatable. From what I understand, they didn't even know what they would have or if it was unclassified because right. the president has. So, again, I think it was political. And honestly, I don't fucking care. Like the raid, I don't care. Yeah. If he had shit, I don't care because I'm over him. Mm -hmm. Do I want him to run again? No. Yeah. I don't. If my choice is between him and a progressive that I don't like, then I'll probably either not vote, vote for the party, or end up voting for him. And that sucks because I don't want to. And so it's, but again, it's like, I'm really over I, I, I know you don't care, and I get that. And but I, but yeah, I it, think I think it's like more. It's like there just has to be this constant drama roller coaster. Yeah, leading up to primaries. Yeah, it, it, I just, I find it interesting because it's such a snapshot of like, like our human condition, you know, and like how everybody, we're, we're all camped up in these camps, but then we got this like super far left progressive stuff that's going on. And then the super far right, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. What is the far right of conservatism? Is it just far right conservatives? I think it's just far right. Yeah. Like yeah. Like uh like far lefts are like the ultra liberals and then the ultra conservatives, I guess. So what's the difference between liberal and progressive? I bet you the progressives are, are probably more far towards far left, I, right? I don't think so. I think the ultra liberals are more far left than the progressives. I think progressive has more to do with like um the ideology of more left leaning but not full on left crazy. I don't know. I don't know. know. I I don't know. But anyways. No, no, it's a good question. I, I really yeah, don't know. I don't so know it's either. like terminology, like I don't the semantics of it, I can't yeah. I don't know. It maybe it's just different for anybody who says it. It's one of those yeah, things. That's true. But either way, I guess I just I think it's interesting because um it's like these little things that happen of like they they affect so many people yeah you know and so many people get so invested into them and and it changes like this general energy you know like a collective energy i was talking to Derek Ramrace we had him on the on the pod a while back and uh i was telling him about my my best day ever thing mm -hmm. you know and uh um thank you bill harris for that by the way bill harris is Cool guy, local dude, he's always in a good mood. He's always like, yeah, man, yeah, brother. He's like a good dude. But he's got this motto, best day ever. Um, and so, and I honestly, when I first started saying that, I kind of forgot where I heard it. Um, but anyway, I was telling Derek about it. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, 
the thing is, it's like when I talk to somebody and they're like, how you doing, man? And I'm stressed out. It's like, well, you know, it's been a tough week and this and that. And then, and, and all of a sudden, like the collective energy between the two of us goes down, you know, it's like, well, they're like, well, they kind of feel bad for me because I'm stressed out and they care about me. And it's like, and then I feel their bad feeling, you know, or their, their sympathy. And then it, it allows me to be a little more sympathetic for myself. It's like, yeah, you know, I guess it's been, it's been a tough week, you know? <laughs> it's like, well, fuck, yeah, it's been a tough week. But a lot of people have tough week, right? But so we still got to get on with it, you know? And it's like, it's not like we can't acknowledge, for me, it's not like I, I don't want to acknowledge that I've had some stressful times. But it's like, if I'm walking down the street and I see an acquaintance of mine and I'm in a public setting or whatever and they're like, how's it going? It's just like, I just, I smile and say best day ever. Yeah. You know, and they're like, really? I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe not, but it's yeah, yeah, for sure. Best day ever. Cause it's like, what the fuck, you know? And then they smile and they're like, aha, that's a great dad. Let's do that. You know? And, and so like, they're feeling a little bit better and I'm feeling a little bit better. And then the next person I see best day ever, fuck yeah, bro. Best day, you know? And it's just like, all of a sudden, like everybody's energy goes up. Everybody's collective good feeling goes up, you know? And so it's like, if you can have this collective good feeling throughout a whole community and and it's like it, it it can't be bad it's it's just better you know it's like it's a better energy to carry around with to have with with the people in your community and so it's like i'd rather go out and express positivity amongst my community and then if i sit down and i'm having a whiskey with you and we're talking bullshit it's like i know i'm not going to bring you down because you know me so well and i know you we're going to talk about shit that's going on in our lives and it's like, we're not bringing down a collective energy. We're just hashing shit out. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, there's moments where it's like, we talk about the tough things. We can hash it out and have a real conversation about it. But in the world, we don't do that. We don't sit down and have a real conversation about it. We do these fucking sound bites on the media and everything. And so it's like the, the collective energy of the world is going down every time one of these fucking things happen. And so it, it affects everybody. So it's like... When we talk about it on here, we make light of it. We make fun of it. We poke jokes, all the shit, you know? And so it's like, I guess that's why it's so interesting to me is how these stories affect people on a collective. Yeah. No, I think... <clears throat> See, but I just wonder if we're, we're so, like, um, polarized that the people who want it to be a thing are going to make it a big deal thing. And the people who don't want it to be a thing are also going to make it a big deal thing, but just harden their resolve. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of talk, um, one, when they raided Trump's house, that it's just proof of the politicization of these these uh, agencies, right? Yeah. And so, it, it, I think on a Republican standpoint, it's probably just going to harden their resolve to be like, yeah, this is bullshit, we need to fight back, and they're going to come vote for Republicans and for... Mm -hmm liberals or progressives or whatever they're gonna be like yeah see this we need to fucking make sure this never happens they're gonna vote more it you're still in the same headlock deadlock thing right well i'm saying it's getting it's it's I, making it worse it is yeah and i it absolutely is and i was it was interesting i was um so was there a guy there must have been a person who tried to break into an fbi office in cincinnati i heard about that okay and so um, I was at the gym and I heard about it like briefly, but I didn't hear details. And one of the TVs on at the gym was CNN and it's all muted, but you can see the headlines. Yeah. 
And the headline on the bottom was, you know, person tied with January 6th, possibly was in January 6th. Are there more January 6th people out there? And at that point, and I was doing bicep curls, boom. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at him like, okay. So what they have here is one person who they're going to tie into a collective again oh. of conservatives and make everyone else feel like all everyone who's for January 6th or who is a conservative and is they're just trying to lump all these people in as the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And so again, it, I saw that one headline I'm like this is exactly why I don't watch this bullshit. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah, it's uh um <laughs> fucking Ron Johnson ads are amazing. For or against? Huh? For. The his own personal ads. I have yet to see one. I no, I have, they're on the are on the radio. Oh, okay. And it's just like it's like uh I'm Ron Johnson. No, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's it's just like it's like uh they they did this one where it was like someone in a funny voice. It was like Oh, the conservatives are coming to get us and shit. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> and it's just, and it's like, that's what these whiny liberals are doing. It's like, this this ad was approved by Ron Johnson. It's like, what the fuck? Like, like we're we're like doing funny voices and calling names in our political. Yeah. It's it's so funny. It's so funny. And it's just like, it's like. You don't want liberals taking over Washington and stealing your shit. No, that's not what they say, but it's like uh, it's all these like you know it's like uh, it goes from this like people making fun of liberals and funny voices to like um like being big and stern and like the the man's coming for you. Don't vote for the liberal and shit. And it's just, yeah, just it's like just... no one takes on liberals like Ron Johnson, and and it, it's just funny as fuck. And so it's like that's that's what they spend their millions of dollars of campaign money on is like these weird fucking Jesus. ads. And it's and it's just like obviously they work for some people for someone apparently you know but it's funny it's so funny oh just God. and so like when the yeah the when the primaries are coming in and stuff and it's like Tony Evers Ron Johnson who and then uh, Mandela Barnes like I get text messages on my phone from all these fucking po- I don't even know where they get my number but they get it you put it somewhere yeah do you get the sexy talk. Uh, text messages all the time. Fuck those things. If there's any more 36 year old divorced women who text me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's over. That's that's all it is. Every fucking yeah. time. <laughs> hot and horny 36 year old recently divorced. Yeah, yeah. In it, your area, and it's always hotmail. It's a hotmail. Yeah, it comes address. from a hotmail address. Yeah. It's like, how does that work? How do you email to text messaging? I don't know. There's yeah. got to be a way. It's, it Obviously, has to be. yeah. There's, but it, it's out. Yeah. On those ones, it's always like, it's always sent to like twenty people, and you look like in the row, and it's always like one digit more or less than yours. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so like my phone number ends in zero six nine six, so it's all the same. And it's like zero six nine six, zero six nine seven, zero six nine eight, and that's yeah. zero. It's just like okay, get the fuck yeah, out of here. It's delete. So fucking annoying. And then you block the number. It's like, but you're not really blocking any no, number. You're blocking gonna, somebody's fake number. It's like yeah, one of those it, VPN things. Yeah, they're just gonna get another one. They come through all the time recently. I don't yeah. Know why. My wife gets them too. Yeah, it's which at least they're equal opportunity scammers. I guess you know they're not breaking up marriages because the husband and the wife get the get the same one. So yeah, it's exactly. just like you, you can't have what's just going on, on your phone. It's like I don't know, same shit on your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at, least, right. at least they're doing. You it want that a thirty-six year old recently divorced wife too? Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you gonna swing the other side of the fence? Yeah, why not? Let's see what's going on. Do you on. think someone actually falls for that? I think people do. I think that I guess there's always a link that's included, so you just click the link and then you're fucked. Wow! Well, Not literally. I meant like 
metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they're hoping for. Um, I would assume that that then well, you click the link and you're you're granting access to your phone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, that's what and I mean. Yeah, I don't know how fucked you are, other than that they have all your information. Mm. You know, and so it's like, what information that they can get from your phone? I'm sure probably a lot. Well, a lot. You know, do you use Apple you, Pay? Huh? I do. I use. I got my fucking. Um, yeah, my credit cards in there. Yeah. All that shit's in there. Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah, all my passwords, everything. So I'm sure. Yeah, it's a lot of information. I. Yeah. So. You're fucked, I guess. But it's probably one of those things where it's like uh, um, one, in, one in a thousand. Yeah. And that's all they need. Right. They send it to, to two million people, and one in a thousand they get, they're just mining data. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they get credit card information. Maybe they get, like, contacts information, any, anything they can get. So all of a sudden it's like you get a new Facebook friend, friend request from somebody that's in your contacts. It's like, well, I'm already Facebook friends with them. It's like, well, that's because this is a scammer and they got mm-hmm. it from your phone or whatever. So, yes. I, <sighs> Do you ever watch the videos of the, like, the IT people who get, catch a scammer and they, like, they break into their the scammer's computer and, like, turn on their webcam and show them pictures of themselves or, like, delete all their files and shit like that? No. All oh, those are funny. Those sound awesome. Yeah. Basically, these computer geniuses who, like, reverse hack a scammer that's so great and then they like delete all their shit while they're on like the phone with them or something like that oh or they're like you know what i mean and the scammer saying like please please don't do it don't do it and like click delete whoops that's so fucking good yeah like my 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 age group our version with that was that was tom mabe you know tom mabe no he uh um he'd have people like the the fucking scammer phone calls yeah you know he would have those calls and he would like um, tell, oh, it's telemarketers, you know? And so what he'd do is he'd get on the phone and he's like, yeah, what's up? And they'd be like, well, hi, we're looking for uh, Mr. Tom Mabe. And it's like, is he home today? Yeah, it's me. What you want? And they'd be like, well, you know, you know, Tom Mabe, we've got this new deal going on with these, uh, you know, like windows and shit. And, and he's like, he's like, hang on a second. Come here, you little son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and he's not talking to anybody, yeah, he's just- you know? And he's just like, go get me another beer. I'm on the phone with some idiot. And so then... And then it's like, don't, don't you cry. Don't start crying at me. Don't make me beat your ass again. And so like, he's like going off on nobody, you know, but then the telemarketer is like, well, sir, maybe, maybe you shouldn't talk to your children that way. And he's like, who the fuck are you telling me how to talk to my, and, you know, it's like these telemarketers would like go through this, you know, massive emotional roller coaster with yeah. this guy. And he's, and then like, when it's like halfway through, he's like, well, maybe you shouldn't fucking call me. Maybe, maybe don't try to push your bullshit on me. You know, don't tell me that the IRS is coming for me. Because I didn't pay a bill that doesn't exist, so I need to send you money. Don't do that. You know, and it's just like, maybe you need to find another job. And it's like, that that was like my generation's version gotcha. of like getting back yeah. to the man. Yeah, they play with you him know? for a while, and then they try and teach him the lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just like, they, you know, it's like, and it, the, the I guess the shitty part is, I guess of it all, now that I say that, and I had a lot of really good laughs at these people's expense, is like, they were getting paid to do a job. The telemarketers, yeah, the yeah. telemarketers are getting paid to do a job. I get the I get but the it, sympathy on the telemarketer standpoint. I don't get the sympathy for the uh, the scammers. No, even if it is just a job to them, like they're trying to destroy people. Like yeah, fuck you. but even the telemarketers when they're like uh, and this and I guess they were like scammers too because they they were um, 
Colin and saying, well, you know, hey, I'm from the IRS. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, those people where it's like they're trying to take money from people. That, those ones, yeah. You know, those ones are like trying to like. Telemarketer, in my mind, is just the cold call like. Right. We've got a special on Windows if you're interested. No. Okay, bye. Yeah, your car's warranty, yeah. all that shit. You want to buy a set of encyclopedia books? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, here's the thing, though. I remember getting calls like that, and that's not how they were. They were like the fucking hard sell. Really? Oh my god. Well, and see, yeah, I guess I should say, in fairness, I have not ever like received a cold call telemarketer that was hardcore like that. Yeah, they were like, they're like, well, maybe you should try this or think about this. And it's like, no, thank you. No, I appreciate your time. And it's like, oh, what do you think about this? Well, maybe do you have this? Do you have this? Maybe you need this. And, and they just wouldn't stop. And then they would like, well, tell me about your family. Tell me about this. Don't you want to get this for your kids and shit? And it's like they would like push super fucking hard you know and it's just like so there's a there's a point where it's like they're super invading your privacy yeah you know it's like but if it's like one of those things where it's like hey are you interested in this no okay thanks bye that's different yeah i get the one for the the sheriff's department you get those no so i got one i don't know like four or five years ago this guy calls up and it's a and it's a fund for fallen officers, you know, and it's just like, do you want to do this? And it's like, fuck, sure, whatever. I'll send you twenty five bucks. So I send them twenty five bucks. And they call me like three weeks later. And it's like, I send it in. I'm like, oh yeah, sir, we're just checking to see if you're still gonna donate next year. It's like, sure, you know. And then they call me like three months later. It's like, yeah, we're just checking. And it's like, this is getting a little I, I don't need to hear from you anymore mm-hmm. like i donated 25 bucks and it's not like it's a lot of money but it's like whatever you know i gave him something the next year i get a call and it's this dude and it's like they must have done like a um what's that called a, a, a control group or something where they put oh. people in a room and they say like how appealing is this sure yeah you know, whatever that's called i don't know what's called um so uh this guy's voice comes on. He's like, hello, how are you doing today, sir? And he was like a kind of voice of a guy you'd want to like talk to. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a stand-up guy, but just un, un um, non-threatening. Sure. But also like someone you could trust. It's like they, they got this voice. This Whoever the guy they found was like the guy. And he's like, is the head of the household there? And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm that. And he's like, great. We're from this, you know, and it's a recording. Mm. And so they have recorded responses to what I say into the phone. So if I say, no, thank you, they're like, well, thank you very much. Would you consider this, you know? And it's just like, what the fuck? So now they have smart recordings based on what you're going to say. And nothing pisses me off more than when I talk to a fucking computer on the phone. (laughs) Nothing. I fucking hate that so much. If I got to call my bank and I got to talk to the fucking, the computer lady, I fucking hate it so much. Because like, please speak speak into the phone, your account number. It's like, so I say my account number. And then they're like, they repeat it to you. Is this correct? Say yes or no. It's like, yes. And like, okay, thank you. Now, and they go to the next fucking thing, and it's just like, this is taking so long. Yeah. You know, it's like, if I was talking to a real person, I could have been done with this so much longer ago. But you got to talk to this fucking computer lady when you know at the end of the day you still got to talk to somebody real. Right, it's, yeah. It's like so frustrating. I hate it so much. That's one of my worst fucking pet peeves. I get the intro calls, like to their bank or whatever, 
or to like whatever account just to kind of like get established because some of the stuff can be automated. Like, oh, check your, do you want to check your balance? And But if you know you have to talk to a person, it's really annoying when you go through all those steps and then you get connected with the person and they have to re-verify everything. That's what I'm saying. You got to tell them all the same shit. Right. Oh, I know you typed in your account number, but can you tell me your account number? No, I just fucking typed it in. Yeah. What's the last four digits of your social? Uh, I said that three times. Yeah. Type to that get in to as you. Well. Yeah. And it's just like, no, it's, it's fucking, uh, it's so annoying. And I also understand that the people on the other end of the other end of the phone are just doing their job. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, mm. I, I told you about the insurance company bullshit that I had to deal with, with my name on the title. Did I tell you about that. Mm. I got a letter in the mail. Um, from uh, uh, from an uh, an auxiliary insurance company that works for my mortgage company. Okay. Okay, and it said, um, we need, your mortgage company needs proof of insurance on your house, and if you don't provide proof of insurance within a certain amount of time, we're going to provide insurance for you to make sure it's insured. And it's just like, okay, that's not a big fucking deal. So I sent them my proof of insurance. I get a letter, and it takes, and it's like uh, I get another letter like two, three weeks later because it takes that much time to process the information because it sends an email out or whatever. So um, I get another letter. You have such and such amount of time to provide proof of insurance. It's the exact same letter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did this already. Okay, fine. So I call my insurance agent. I'm like, they want proof of insurance again. He's like, I sent it to him. I'm like, I know. I don't know what it is, but please send it to him again. Send it again. I got another letter three weeks later. And it's like, you have failed to provide proper proof of insurance. So now we're going to enact a new insurance policy on your home. And it's like, for the cost, it's like $2,500. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, what in the fuck? So then I call the company. It took me forever to get someone on the phone. And they're like, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's see here, you know, and I see you've sent in the letters, and it's like we acknowledge that, but your name is is not spelled the same um, from your, somehow I got Ike on my um, on my mortgage documents. I don't know how. Like, because I go by Ike a lot, I think that my mm. mortgage broker just wrote Ike because he didn't know my full name was Ingeman. Um, and when I signed him, it's just like, I just fucking sign all the papers. You know, read that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but on my insurance... Because I filed it, I got it online. Um, I filed it, I typed it all in myself, Ingemund and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it said Ingemund and Ike. And I said, well, why didn't you just fucking tell me that in the first place? I, all three of these letters I got, not one of them told me that the information they needed was this name thing. They just said I needed proof. Right. And she's like, I understand that. She says, I don't know why I didn't say that. Well, the reason it doesn't say that is because they're going to fucking nail you. That's how they make money. Is that they put on this bogus fucking super expensive insurance and they do this all the time with yep. tons of fucking homeowners for a typo or some shit. So, but you, who cares what name is on it? It's fucking proof of insurance on the property. Right, right, exactly. And that's what my insurance agent said. They said the address is the exact same. It's the same fucking property. It's because it's a fucking scam. Mm. You know, any typo, any small error, they're going to come after you. And it's it's like a collections agency for for these it's like uh, um they get information from the mortgage company and they use that information to come after people mm-hmm. 
So they can sell you their bullshit fucking insurance, right? But it's all legitimate because in your contract with your mortgage company, they make sure you have to have insurance. And I'm sure there are people out there that drop their insurance or whatever. They don't follow the rules. And so then they get forced, which I get from a mortgage company standpoint. If someone doesn't have insurance and then the mortgage loses out on all the fucking the property value. I understand that there are people out there that do that, but they're coming after everybody. So I'm like, okay, so I have my insurance guy. I'm like, okay, we need to get the name on this document changed. So we got the document change name, name changed. Okay. So it was backwards. My mortgage had Ingemund, my insurance said Ike. Okay. Um, so we got the document name changed and we sent it in and the, and, um, I had to wait another three weeks and they're already charging. They raised my mortgage payment by like $400. Your mortgage company? Yeah. Cause I had to, cause I had to pay for this extra insurance and I had to back pay for a year. So they're taking it at $400 a chunk until I hit this point, And then they, and then they start putting it into an escrow for the Locked next year company. I would change banks immediately. It was well, it's a, I mean, it's who I got my interest rate through and all. I don't that. give a shit. Fuck that. <laughs> so, anyway, I I feel you. I was fucking angry. Um, we sent it in, and they're like, oh, well, so this doesn't work because it doesn't have the dates on it that it needs to be on it. And it's like, wait a minute. What do you mean? They said, well, we need it all the way back from August of 21. And it's just like, it's the same fucking insurance. Nothing's changed. It's the same policy. It's the same policy. And they're like, well, we, we need proof back to 21. I'm like, it was, it's obviously it was insured because you have it right there. Well, we need the name changed back to 21. I'm like, how am I supposed to do that? We need an original document. You can't make an original document from the past. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. <laughs> I can't do that. And, and this is the scam insurance company? This is the insurance company. Okay. So I'm talking to my insurance agent. And he's like, he said, this is bullshit. And so he fucking makes a document with the name change on it. And I don't know if he fucking copied and pasted, photoshopped it, whatever he did. He sent it to me and it looked legit. So I sent it to them and I'm like, here's your fucking document. And and they were like surprised that I provided yeah. the document because it's like, and so I spent like four months of, of bullshit dealing with this insurance company that was just trying to take my money for, and, and it's like for nothing, they had nothing on me. The property was insured. It was just this name issue. So, um, when I got the final documentation to him, I had this, I had to fax it to him. I had to email it to him and I had to have in handwriting my account number, my loan number on the document. I had to jump through all these hoops. Yeah. Cause they're trying to get you. Yeah, and so finally, when it's all said and done, they only gave me half my money back. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I call them again. And I'm like, what is, where's the other half of my money? You know, it's like, you can't, you can't take that money if I've given you the proof you need. Oh, well, that gets held for a certain amount of time to make sure that all the paperwork processing goes through. I'm like, fuck you. You know, it was so fucking aggravating. So I, it turns out, and I didn't find out, I guess, until later on that they do this way more than just me. Mm-hmm. My dad told me a friend of his lost his house because 
they were charging him so much money for this um, extra insurance on his house, and he was retired, and he couldn't afford it because he was living off Social Security, and, like, his budget yeah. was so tight. So he he had to sell his house. And it's just like... Dude, it sounds like the mortgage company is pretty shady to deal with a company like that. I, it is. It's just like... Don't they got to know? They right? have to. They got to probably know who making. They are. They're probably making an X percentage on it. Yeah, they one. they get a kickback too or something. So it was like I it really opened my eyes to like yeah. This whole, after this podcast, you can tell me what mortgage company, what bank that was, and I'll be sure to not fucking use them ever. Yeah, it, and the problem is, is like the 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 mortgage company I dealt with. It's a local company. Mm. It's it's a national company, but I dealt with a local office, and the dudes I dealt with there. I fucking love these guys. They're like good humans. I wonder if it's the same company I have my auto loan through because we had to, per- it was the same situation when we bought the truck. It was company reached out and said, we need, you know, your auto loan requires proof of insurance. I'm like, yep. So I called my insurance company. I'm like, oh yeah, we sent that in already, but we can resend it. They sent it in. And then uh, I got another letter, same thing. And so I, I bypassed that company. I just called my loan company. I'm like, do you have this or not? And she looked it up. She says, oh, yeah, you're good. I'm like, okay, thanks. Click. Yeah. So what ended up happening? Not, nothing. I proved I had insurance. So the, the second letter? The second, the second letter was from that auxiliary insurance company. I bypassed them and just called my loan provider. But how, but, but how, how did you get them to, like, like uh, call off the fucking dogs in? I don't know. I called... I just called the loan provider. I said, "Did you tell them about the letter yeah. and shit?" Okay, so yeah. maybe they. And I said, "I just want to make them. sure it's got sent and everything's good." And she looked it up. And she goes, "Yeah, it should be good." And she goes, "Maybe that just got sent before we got it." I'm like, "Okay, but you got it now, right?" right. She goes, "Yep, you're solid." I'm like, okay. "Okay." Yeah, it's there's there's such a uh, um, a feeling of like somebody's gonna get you. Yeah, you know, out there, and it's like in in situations like that for me. I know, like, um, when I was talking to Derek about, like, we were talking about a different subject where it was, like, giving out your information, you know, your phone number, email, all that shit. It's, like, I'd gotten to a point, or I am at a point, where it's, like, so many fucking places have my information mm-hmm. that it's, like, it's, it doesn't even fucking matter anymore. It's, like, it doesn't matter until something like this happens, right? you know? And then it's, like, but I don't want to go into that place where it's, like, I'm fucking, like, always on guard, you know, like, it's like, I don't want to live that way where I've got to constantly be like leery of someone fucking, you know, taking my information, stealing my shit and, and all this stuff. It's like, sometimes I feel like it's like, well, fuck it. If, if they're going to do it, they're going to do it one way or the other, you know? And so it's just like, what the fuck ever? I'm just going to do my best to l- enjoy my life right yeah. now. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, um, I hear like the stories, like uh, the, these military guys, like when they go to a restaurant. You know, and they walk in, and the first thing they fucking do is identify all the exits. They make sure that they sit at a table where they can get out quickly if they have to, and all this fucking shit. And it's like, man, how do you even enjoy your meal if your whole time you're on high alert looking for like bad guys or or, or like the the proper exit to get out? It's like that's got to be so anxiety ridden. Like I don't want to live that way. Yeah, but I wonder, like in that circumstance, like if it's just become so second nature that it's like literally just casually doing it as you walk in i suppose yeah it's like as you're getting seated to your table you're just gonna like glance around take mental note of everything and then go on with your life yeah i guess yeah if you're if you can be at that level yeah if if, like if 
if that's your level. But like, yeah, if you're like, you know, the guy who watched some YouTube videos, bought a gun, and gonna do that shit, then you're living a different life. Yeah, or but same thing. Uh, for a while there, everyone, like when we first bought our house, you know, no one told us this directly, but it was some fucking something on the news or something like that. I was like, oh, scammers are going to people's houses. They look for your name on the mailbox or something like that. And then they come up and he's like, oh, are you Mr. Crosby? Mm. Um, but so, And so as a housewarming gift, we got this giant fucking rock that has our name engraved in it, Crosby's. From who? My parents. Okay. And uh, maybe it wasn't when we first moved in. Maybe it was Christmas. Or I don't know. But it, it's like, well, we're going to display it. Right. If they're coming this far, like, who cares if they know my name or not? It's not yeah. going to change the fact that of how I interact with them. Yeah. You could go look me up anywhere, and it's going to show my address. But some people wouldn't. Right. Well, that's the that's what I'm trying to say. Is yeah. Some people are like, oh, my God, keep all personal names out of this thing. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, my uh, first wife, her grandmother had a personalized license plate, mm. and she heard somewhere that if you have personalized license plates, that's how the government tracks you. It's like so people will or people will recognize your license plate and then they'll start following you and they'll use that as information to know where you are all the time. And so she uh all of a sudden one day like her license plates were changed. It's like, Grandma, what happened to your license plate? She's like, Oh, I'm not gonna let them guys track me. <laughs> and it was just like Okay. All right. <laughs> you know, that might be a generational thing because like yeah. that that generation was like so afraid of people knowing how much money they have and, oh, and yeah. trying to get their money. I had another a buddy of mine when I was in high school. His grandmother, um, we like when I was working in a restaurant, we get tips and stuff, and so we cash out our tips. And sometimes it have like twenties, and that's like had the little sensory strip in the twenty, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, um, she told me one day we were up there, and because uh, I saw this big fucking bowl full of these little pieces of paper on her refrigerator. And I'm like, Grandma, what's that? And she's like, oh. She says, you don't know about the government tracking your money. I'm like, what? She's like, oh, yeah. At government, they know. That's what that strip is. It's a it's a tracker. And they have planes that fly over, and they count how many 20s you got in your house. I'm like, what are you what? talking about? <laughs> so she pulls down this bowl. Every 20 she's ever had up until from the point when she heard about this until this day, she has taken tweezers and pulled this fucking strip out of the 20 and oh, put it in this man. bowl. She's like, fuck those motherfuckers. They're going to think I got millions of dollars, some, you know, whatever, $20 bills stacked up in there. And she's like, it's awesome. Ha, ha, ha. Joke's on them. And I was like, Grandma, I think that's just like for counterfeiters, you know? And she's like, that's what they tell you. That's where they get you. (laughs) And so... It was just, it was just like she was so worried about, yeah. like, you know. So it's like the, she was gonna stick it to the man. Would a business still take a twenty if it didn't have that little strip in it? Oh, I think a hundred percent. I think, think I don't think I've never had a twenty. Anybody ever pick up and put the pen on it or look at yeah. it? You know, I have like a hundred and a fifty. Yeah, like they'll do the the pen and they'll look at it in the light. Mm. But even sometimes they don't even do that. Yeah, you know, it just depends. Yeah, it just depends on where you're at. But like. Yeah. The yeah. other thing a like, uh, personalized license plate's good for is uh, when you do something stupid and I see your car again later. Yeah. Because I remember that shit. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. You're, you're tracking them. For sure. For sure. All right, brother. Hey, Let's man. Wrap this up. Good podcast. Thanks for, thanks for hanging this morning. Yeah, everybody. Thanks for showing up. 
We Whoa. made it. We made it. We we're a little late this morning, but you don't know. Nobody knows that but us. No, I appreciate that extra half hour. No, it's legit. I, I went back to sleep for another half hour. Got a boy. Yeah, so. what up? All right, everyone. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Much love. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Peace, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye.